Hello, everyone, and welcome to Horizon Weekly Insider number 136. Today is Monday, May 16th. We are live on Discord and YouTube, and thank you all for joining us. Please be aware that this call is being recorded and will be available for you all to check out later on our Horizon podcast. Please also remember to ask the questions that you have to our team on Mentee. The link will be provided in chat soon. Today, we are also going to be having a very special airdrop for you all joining the call. We'll be sharing a short Google form for you all to fill out to claim the airdrop soon. So take a look in chat. You should see that very soon. Um, and let's go ahead and we'll start off our first update with the engineering department. Welcome, Alberto. Hello, thank you. Okay, first of all, I would like to start by saying that this has been an amazing week because we had the opportunity to host many of the team members here in Milan and to meet them in person again after some time. For some of them, it was even the first time meeting in person and it was a pleasure. Uh, we had a lot of sessions and deep dives and more, so really happy about that. Okay, now switching to the update and starting with the as we already discussed the last week, we made some changes to the Rust libraries used by Zendi to handle sidechain snark proofs. And during the code review, we identified some very specific things that required additional analysis before proceeding, and such analysis uh, is currently in, in progress. Uh, moreover, uh, we have been working on the issue for the WebSocket interface, where the client seems to not be notified about some intermediate events in case of forks. And the code uh, has been already identified, and there is a draft request for addressing this. And next steps uh, will be uh, code review. Okay, always regarding uh, Zend, uh, we are also planning to extend the design of Zendu in order to be uh, more efficient for managing sidechains whose use cases don't require full decentralization. Uh, you have to consider uh, that our design has been done having in mind a full decentralized sidechain system, and but there are some use cases that don't require it and don't require full decentralization, and so some of the functionalities are not needed. So we're, let me say, we started from the uh, most complex scenario, and now we are, uh, let me say, uh, revisiting um, the protocol in order also to address the semi-decentralized uh, um, scenarios. Okay, uh, other big area of focus for last week uh, was the SDK, and in particular for what regards Blaze, we have finished the development of uh, the OpenStake transaction, and now the code review process is in progress. Uh, the first level of code review is almost done, and uh, just a few change requests have been uh, left so far. Then, for what concerns uh, the sidechain backup mechanism, we finished applying all the change requests, and another iteration of review was performed. So this is done. Another thing uh, always related to the SDK um, that we also mentioned last week was the API uh, that was somehow not responding during the node synchronization phase. And this was a known corner case uh, that we have been fixing last week. And now uh, the first level of code review is in progress. Uh, for what regards the improved support of custom box proposition in the wallet, and the implementation is now done and the review is scheduled. And uh, among uh, the other various things, we are also working on more node connectivity improvements. So that's all about Blaze. And on the other hand, uh, for what regards the EVM sidechain, uh, I had an additional iteration on the design with Alexander, and we identified a path 
that uh, is going to speed up the development and at the same time is allowing sidechains that are not EVM-based to be ready for Ethereum tools compatibility out of the box. A detailed plan is currently being updated and we plan to accomplish it within the next few days. In any case, uh, the EVM sidechain development is already in progress and keep going on. And for what regards the already identified tasks, and in particular, for example, uh, we are working on the ATH transaction uh, with support of Ethereum crypto primitives. Okay, uh, last but not least, on the proving system side, we synchronized the pull request introducing the gadgets for small integer arithmetics and the comparison of field elements with the main development branch with the aim of integrating such features in the next release. And moreover, we started the implementation of the Verify gadget for the TD log accumulator mapping. And in parallel, we are conductive and extensive research on additional approaches for proving sidechain execution in a more developer-friendly way. And this is an important task, but we will keep you posted on this in the next weeks. So these were the main points for today. Back to you. Thank you, Alberto. And now for Vano for BD and operations updates. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. We have a... Uh, bit bigger PD update today, where we'll be providing a recap of what we have done so far in 2022 for Horizon ecosystem and what are in the pipeline as well. And also, uh, you will hear Horizon Labs PD updates from Rohan today, because HL is the largest contributor in our ecosystem, and uh, some of the things that uh, HL is doing are super relevant for larger Horizon ecosystem as well. Uh, so, yeah, what we achieved so far in 2022, starting from exchanges, uh, although centralized, we got our first AMM integration this year with the Binance Liquid Swap. It was important because uh, for the first time, this allowed uh, to have a DeFi-like experience, decentralized exchange-like experience for Zen, and also it allowed smaller Zen holders to provide liquidity and earn rewards. Uh, we also expanded our set of US regulated exchanges with OKCoin OK in January. Uh, also, one of the notable integrations were Voyager as well, which is the largest retail crypto application offering like exchange, fiat on ramp, and wallet services to our users. It has been a, a very good integration for us, uh, dropping the accessibility. Uh, um, hurdles for them. Uh, this spring, we also uh, have seen a new product from Binance called Bifinity, which is their fiat on ramp and point of sale product offering. And then got listed in the first batch of around 50 cryptocurrencies there in March, which also was a big achievement. Apart from that, we got also a new set of multi-coin exchanges, let's exchange.io, cryptomat.io, which also offers via Dorm services and flip.me, which uh, has a notable like full node integration, supports uh, supporting shielded transactions as well on the receiving end. And as for planned integrations, obviously like we, we cannot name uh, exact names. We cannot reveal them ahead of time, but we are working obviously to uh, improve Zen accessibility on regulated exchanges and towards the end of, like, uh, in the second 
half of the year, yeah, we should have more more integrations coming on that front. We are also working to have them integrated in custody, lending, borrowing platforms, obviously, to have um, more mining pools on our side and also analytics services. So uh, 2022, yeah, will be, I think, very good for them. And now I will uh, pass it to Rohan for HL side updates. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for that, Wano. Um, so just in terms of updates from Horizon Labs, uh, just structure it into three different categories. So one is the development so far in Horizon Labs, uh, things that are currently in pipeline and things we are about to go live with. And also, how does this all speak to the bro broader growth of Horizon Labs and how it integrates with the broader Horizon ecosystem? So quickly on things that I've achieved so far. So first off, from the team expansions out of the house, right? So back when in early December, uh, sorry, in January, we were a team of four. At this point, we have expanded to a team of uh, 11 full-time individuals. And that is obviously coming on the back of the heels of the fact that we have been producing and uh, results and working with top-notch partners within the ecosystem. Um, as a result, we have hired a token strategist who is working closely with our partners, helping think through the tokenomics piece and how to uh, do financial modeling and valuation for various projects. So we bring on only quality projects. Um, we also have another BD manager who's soon to start by the end of this month to continue to keep up pace with the projects uh, that we are working with. Um, and on the project side of the house, we continuously add you know, top NFT projects that are looking to launch their fungible tokens, but also other, other unique projects within the gaming universe, within music industry, uh, within metaverse. So we are continuously expanding and, and collaborating with projects and ventures, both in Web3 native uh, space, as well as companies and projects that are looking to enter the space or what we call Web3 curious. Um, so quickly on the pipeline piece, so there are a few interesting things that are happening. Um, so more closely, we have Eleven, who's our, our partner for the past few months. We've been working very closely. We'll be launching the Eleven NFT uh, crypto uh, next week. Uh, so we are super excited. Uh, the team's been heads down, thinking through the strategic aspects, and the product and tech team has been busy supporting the, the smart contract development and eventually the mint that happens next week. Um, so we have two other uh, fungible token launch projects that I can disclose without spilling any beans. One is Gutter Labs. So Gutter Labs is creators of really cool collection of NFT projects, including Gutter Cats, Gutter Dog, Gutter Pigeons. They have 8.3K unique holders, and we'll be helping them launch their fungible token. So this should come towards the end of this summer. And the other interesting project is Knights of Degen, which is essentially a community of Degens, as they like to call themselves, building sports and entertainment kingdom within the metaverse. And we are also finding unique ways to help them set up their DAO as well as launch their fungible token. So very unique is for, for us to be involved in. but And those are the tools that I can only disclose. There are a few other in works currently which has not gone public, but would love to disclose it all to you as soon as I can. Uh, but with that being said, there are 20 other projects in the pipeline uh, across the board. You know, we're working with some gaming studios 
we, as I mentioned, we are looking into music industry with, for, with working with top-notch NFT projects. Their top metaverse players we are starting to, uh, you know, em- embed and uh, initiate the conversations with because there's so much going on, especially around with the Ape Coin launch as well as the other other side or the other land uh, drops uh, of the NFTs. So there's so much going on there. And also on the non-commercial uh, side of the house, where we're working with some of the launch plat- plat- platforms, which will allow us to catapult us and you know leverage our ecosystem as and when it's needed. Now, all of this to say that we're working towards what we call ecosystem of ecosystem, right? Which means while we are working on helping build these projects on other chains, for example, Apecoin was an ERC20 uh, token, we want to bring them eventually all within the Horizon ecosystem. And we are uh, starting to take steps towards that, right? So when our ABM is ready, the hope is all of these projects that we are currently working with and are in our pipeline will port over into our ecosystem. So the long goal here is always to start making these initial uh, you know, inroads into the top projects within the ecosystem. And as and when our ecosystem is ready, we can tap into that and bring them in-house, right? And the, as, as you know, the goal of Web3 at large is to have an open and collaborative ecosystem. So Horizon Lab's goal is to continue to help foster and grow this ecosystem where we're not only helping build these projects in silos, but finding opportunities within to cross collaborate, right? So a gutter cat gang, say potentially working with, uh, with, with some of the other projects like the Knights of Degen or any other gaming project working within um, our, our other metaverse projects. The goal is to start cross-pollinating and cross-collaborating. And we have a very clear vision in helping bring all of these projects that uh, we are working with into the Horizon ecosystem when we are ready to do that. So those are kind of the three broad bucket items I wanted to touch base on. Um, I'll pass it back to Erica uh, for, uh, for the next. Wonderful. Thank you, Rohan. Very exciting stuff. Uh, next, we'll have Lucy on for marketing updates. Thank you, Erica. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome all the new listeners. So we completed uh, three rounds of tests and airdrops so far. And I can see that we have uh, some of our uh, test pilots here. Welcome and congratulations. So um, the next step is to make sure that you have plenty of tests in your uh, Kobo wallet because you will need Tessen to pay for the gas fee to make transactions on your Kobo wallet. And also you will need Tessen to pay to uh, uh, create a token using our token generator, which is uh, uh, coming very, very soon on Token Mint. So uh, with the token generator, you can very easily and quickly create and mint your own token. So it's very important that you have Tessen on your Kobo wallet. So you can get free Tessen from a faucet on our Heap website. That is uh, uh, heap.horizon.io. Uh, we have a step a step-by-step tutorial for you on how to send um, how to get Tessen and uh, send it to your Kobo wallet. So you can find the tutorial on our blog uh, and on our YouTube channel as well. So just as a, uh, a security reminder uh, for tests. Uh, testnet activities, please, you know, only use Tessen and Tessen. Do not send real Zen 
to uh, uh, to a testnet Sphere wallet or testnet Cobalt wallet. Uh, that will cause you to lose your Zen, so be very careful. <clears throat> testnet tokens only uh, for testnet. And for Tesseni, uh, there's still ways you can get free Tesseni. Uh, we'll be doing more airdrops and giveaways. Uh, just like right now, uh, we are collecting addresses from our weekly insider listeners uh, for a Tesseni airdrop later on. Uh, we will also be rewarding people who uh, provide us feedback after using Token Mint. Uh, basically, the more things you do in the Horizon community and use our platform, the more ways you can get free Tesseni. So we will share more ways for you to earn Tesseni now. Uh, now that you um, you have a whole bunch of Tesseni, so what can you do with it? Actually, a lot. Uh, we will post a list of Tesseni perks, uh, things you can redeem for with your Tesseni, including some cool crypto swag and special access to. Uh, uh, more future airdrops. So stay tuned. And lastly, uh, Venno is doing a Twitter space uh, with our partner Now Nodes this Thursday uh, at 4 p.m. UTC. So, as you already know, uh, most of you already know that Horizon has the largest node network in, uh, in crypto, in blockchain. So, our relationship with node management services like uh, Now Nodes are very important. So uh, this time they will talk about how now nodes can support the Zen community, especially the ones that holds uh, uh, that hold the Zen nodes. So um, if uh, if this is the first time you've heard about Zen nodes, so I uh, uh, strongly recommend that you learn about it on our website. Uh, that's horizon.io/zen nodes. Uh, it's a um, very rewarding way to put your Zen to work. Uh, Zen node operators help contribute to the decentralization and the security of the Horizon net, uh, network, and in return, uh, they will be rewarded with uh, with no no uh, rewards. So check it out. That's it from me. Back to you, Erica. Thank you, Lucy. And now for Victor for the product and engineering updates. Thanks, Erica. First of all, we have a zk audit. Uh, there is a a uh, small update about that. We are rebasing uh, uh, the new uh, deployment we are about to make on uh, uh, Blaze, uh, uh, the newest version of, of it, 0.3.3, that is not yet available because we went through a hotfix a couple of weeks ago and we were waiting for a proper release to deploy it. And uh, the deploy is scheduled uh, by the end of this week. Um, a part of ZK Audit, we have an update on the EVM. As uh, Alberto was saying before, there is uh, uh, there was a little of uh, uh, improvement on uh, uh, on the design that we have made because um, having uh, an internal confrontation, we uh, have cleared up that uh, uh, our first goal is to deliver as soon as possible uh, this EVM, and uh, as soon as possible, it has to be real it has to be uh, testable in testnet as soon as possible and so uh, given uh, given that uh, we um, have focused on speed um what we are aiming apart from speed uh, is usability and interoperability so this evm should be ready to deploy uh, existing to uh, existing uh, contracts uh, from other platforms uh, such as for example ethereum 
So the first thing we will ask uh, once we have something in testnet uh, will be to port over your contracts and test them uh, and test the EVM sidechain with that. So um, one thing that uh, uh, maybe I said last week uh, um, too soon is that uh, we are um, for, uh, we are concentrating our efforts in. Uh, um, making the interface uh, uh, the same of uh, an Ethereum node so that uh, all the, uh, the, um, the functions uh, that enable uh, wallet like MetaMask uh, to be used uh, on other networks uh, are there. So uh, we are starting from the day one we have in testnet. Uh, the, these core functionalities will be there. So the first functions uh, available um, uh, in testnet uh, will be the ones that allow um, uh, wallet like MetaMask to work on other networks. And uh, that's all for today. Uh, I leave the word to Angie. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I was going to say, and um, we'll bring on Angie. So go ahead, Angie. Sorry about Thanks, Erica. And hey, everybody. All right. So regarding a token main project update. So as some of you or most, uh, uh, mostly all of you know, token main itself, they are contested. You can download Cobalt now and just play around with our Explorer. We are continuing working on the final test for the token generator is coming in the uh, next few days for its release on testnet um so we're also working on improvements to the user interface of cobalt that are now being funded and will also be available in the next release as well uh on a side note last may 11 public explorer was getting around 3,000 requests in a short period of time from several ips and this basically caused um, every rate limiting to be ineffective, basically sending a lot of API calls to the block as get. Fortunately, the team responded right away and we have been implementing optimizations for load management ever since. And lastly, we also continue moving forward and uh, full speed with our token mean version number two, which, which is in the works. And this includes the NFT uh, implementation to our platform. So definitely a lot of uh, exciting uh, things coming up. And um, yeah, that, that's it for now. Thank you so much. Back to you, Erica. Thank you, Angie. And now to Rosario for a special team update. Hi, guys. I love hearing about the, the tech updates, the BD updates and marketing updates. Uh, great to hear all the progress uh, going there. I'd like to introduce uh, Giacomo to our team. So he's our newest technical project manager. Giacomo, would you like to introduce yourself to our community? Yeah, thank you, Rosario. And just uh, like to say hello to everyone. As Rosario said, I joined today Horizon Labs as technical project manager. And just to give you a brief, uh, brief introduction of myself, I started my professional career as a developer for a Java-based web, web application as a full-stack developer, then acted as a um, tech team lead and then as a project manager in the food and beverage industry. Uh, yeah, just started today. Happy, happy to be here. Excited and great. Have a nice week. Thank you, Giacomo. We're super excited to have you on board and uh, helping us uh, deliver things uh, to our community. Uh, welcome to the team. Uh, back to you, uh, Erica. 
Thank you, and welcome to the team, Giacomo. Uh, so I'd like to remind everybody to send in their votes on Mentee for the questions, and we will now welcome Rob for the leadership updates and Q&A session. Thank you, Erica, and thank you, everyone. What an intense weekly insider. This is supposed to be just a weekly update for you guys on what's going on, and it seems like it's just getting uh, bigger and bigger. Um, so yes, as... Uh, as Alberto mentioned, we had a pretty intense week in Milan uh, this last week. And for me in particular, I focused on a few key items. So one, it, it coincided with a, an operations team offsite. So that was one of the main reasons I went out there as well. And it's just absolutely critical making sure that our operations are as good as they possibly can be and constantly getting better. Uh, operations include everything like accounting, finance, people operations, which you know deals with how we attract, retain, recruit, onboard, and make people efficient, effective, and grow in the roles. So obviously really key to what we do and it enables everything else. Two, uh, technical strategy. So uh, this was a really, I would say critical meeting, even though we have lots of technical conversations, you guys hear about all of them. Um, this one was really important because we have a lot going on and, you know, as an ecosystem, we're in the middle of delivering something. We're in the middle of uh, building something else really important, like the EVM. And we also have an R&D team that's really been powering uh, forward on some key research, for instance, like how to build the proving system that we need to do you know, whatever we think we need to do. And deciding what we think we need to do is absolutely critical because we have to set a North Star as an organization. And setting a North Star is always really tough. Uh, and by the way, it can change for sure. But we've been around for a while. So this is like a five-year organization for us, starting off as a, a Zcash-like cryptocurrency to getting to the point where we are now, which is absolutely fantastic. And the fact we're actually delivering stuff now, like the ability to do tokens and soon NFTs and an EVM, absolutely critical. But is that what we're all about? Or are we building something bigger? Because we have a very intensely competitive industry that we're part of, and we really need to think carefully about our place in that industry and going back to this age-old conversation that I often have with you guys of why do we exist. Um, so the North Star that we converged on last week was basically just a, a restatement of, of the direction we've been on anyway, which is why you know, th this wasn't kind of like a, an intense uh, you know, annual strategy rebase on or anything. This is basically clarifying what we've been doing. It just make, So clarifying, making it much more clear for us, for everyone, for you. Um, and that, that clarity is, we believe the future for blockchain is in the provability domain. Now, that sounds ridiculously abstract, right? Uh, what, what do I mean by provability? Well, provability meaning, well, provability that can manifest in a bunch of different ways, but knowing that when some, some operation executes on our platform in our public uh, blockchain space, you can have high confidence that that transaction executed properly. So you don't have to have the same types of fears of, say, bridges being hijacked by 51% attacks or exploit, exploited and funds disappearing. A lot of the big problems that we have in this space today, but actually constructing systems and originally you know, thinking in terms of circuits with our lattice product. And now, interestingly, refined into thinking, let's just go for the gold on this one. Let's go for the ZK EVM, the Zero Knowledge Enabled Ethereum Virtual Machine. So there, there are some really good reasons to do this, but I think focus is probably the most important one. Um, so if this thesis of provability is important and provability is critical for scale and scale that doesn't compromise on security, 
So other projects that are out there that, by the way, are very successful in their own right. So we're not trying to discount them at all. And we really need to deep dive on validating our assumptions. Um, but provability here means that we can actually have completely decentralized, permissionless scaling chains or a, a system that scales. So, you know, this is what Zendu was all about. This is what the Lattice product was all about so that we can actually spin up chains and have like a blockchain of blockchains ecosystem one where you don't have to rely on trusted validators. And then one could challenge that and say, that's cool and everything, but then this token mint launch is actually trusting validators. And this EVM that we're building is about trusting validators. Now, there's a reason for that, because we want to go to market quickly and because we just need to demo and deploy certain key capabilities while we build towards that holy grail of our industry. And that holy grail of our industry is, is unprovability. And this is why you have our competitor projects like now Polygon has emerged as probably one of the fiercest dominant competitors in the ZK space. You have ZK Sync, you've got Starkware, you've got others that have been building out significant capabilities for scalability without compromising security. So, you know, uh, you can you can you know, say that our industry has advanced significantly and the, the fact that we've deployed DeFi and NFTs and some other interesting smart contract use cases is huge but i would still argue that we're at the infancy of this industry's growth and if we're going to get out there and really solve real problems in the real world we need we need scale and we need scale that doesn't compromise security and this is why we're focusing very much on the zk EVM concept um so the third reason that i was out there was we're, we're going through this uh techni technical team transformation where we're, we're migrating to just agile methods for doing things and organizing groups and so forth. Um, so that, that was kind of an administrative thing that's absolutely critical, but I can report that everything seems to be uh, exactly on track. So going back to this North Star concept, they, they're great, uh, but you don't want to bank your entire future on, on one single hypothesis, right? As an organization, as an ecosystem, uh, the cool thing about the strategy that we have is that even if we bake in the ZKVM as our North Star, this is that big goal that some of the biggest players are trying to solve, we have a variety of short and medium term deliveries that are absolutely key, like Token Mint right now in process of delivery. And what it does for us, besides the ability to you know, mint fungible and soon non-fungible tokens, which is critical, it battle tested our SDK, which led to many improvements already, and it got us much better at delivering. Right, so it's in process now. We've delivered to test that. We're in process of, of scheduling the mainnet delivery, but still delivery is delivery and we must get much better at it as an organization. The second thing that we're doing, this EVM integration is a solid precursor to the ZK EVM for obvious reasons, because if we're going to integrate a ZK EVM, it pays to have experience integrating an EVM, um, but it has many short and medium term benefits. It opens up our ecosystem to the EVM world which we cannot understate the importance of, tools, compatibility, opening smart contracting deployments and so forth, um, while we keep pushing forward on ZKVM. So the, the community at this point can just build and deploy their own smart contracts. This is a key difference for our ecosystem, for Horizon. Um, as soon as this EVM goes live, compared to our entire history up until that point where it was Horizon Labs, ZBF, the foundation, or you know, select key design partners that were building with us, this means that anyone in the world who is comfortable with deploying in Ethereum or all of the other EVMs can deploy with us on their own and not require any, any of our support. This is the key thing. Uh, and while that's going on, our R&D team is just powering forward on the, a key streamlined, more focused uh, R&D path 
Um, so one that might even lead us to make decisions like abandoning, or let's, let's not say abandoning, but maybe retiring our, our Darlin proving system development, where we were actually inventing our own proving system. Number one, because a proving system that was sufficient for our needs didn't exist previously, it wasn't available. Uh, and now, like we're actually, we, we've learned a lot from it, and now we're more flexible and understanding of the rest of the marketplace. So we might actually pivot to something like Plunky 2. And you've heard conversation about this in, in the previous months. We've been evaluating it and it might make sense or something similar like that. On the BD side, there's just a ton going on. You heard from Vano, you heard from Rohan. Uh, so thanks, guys. Uh, this was actually in response to Michael from Australia uh, providing some feedback that we talk about some BD deals or we have in the past and we haven't followed through on those conversations. Um, so the TLDR, guys, is we've built a ridiculous BD team in the ecosystem. Uh, that's something for us to be proud of. And it's a powerful tool for us to actually uh, get some market dominance going forward as we roll out our platforms. One, we've built, we've brought on some just DGENs in key app areas like NFTs, uh, DeFi, and so forth. So we, we, we have a much better pulse on the market than we had previously. We're working with some of the biggest brands in the industry, like Yuga, Bordy, Biot Club, you heard about Gutter Labs. Um, it, and we use it as an opportunity for short-term wins, uh, especially launching ApeCoin is a really big one, working on the land title, um, you know, smart contract for the, the other side, Metaverse uh, deployment was absolutely huge for us. Uh, and just a couple of things to note, guys. So one, healthy orgs need to know what to work on, but also more importantly, what not to work on. And we get this by working with a lot of other people out there. So we may have had some BD deals in the pipeline a year ago, two years ago, that we've just stopped working on because we've divested ourselves on because they just don't make sense for us anymore. It doesn't make sense when we're working towards an EVM or an Ethereum compatible world and when we have partners like the Board API Club. Uh, it doesn't make sense to keep some of these smaller deals that we had on the pipeline that just really weren't consistent with that, but would soak up a bunch of our resources. Note number two, uh, Horizon Labs is one of the biggest landholders in the Ape Metaverse, guys. So just think about that. And right now we're thinking through some deep strategy on what we're going to do with it and how this is going to benefit the Horizon ecosystem. Note number three, Horizon Labs is one of the companies, one of the top companies in Web3 now. And it can't hurt Horizon when the company that is you know, one of the hottest in Web3 is obsessed with building Horizon as one of the dominant ecosystems in the world. Doesn't hurt, right? So we have a lot going for us. Um, You've heard from Angie, you've heard from Victor, you know, we're in process of delivering on Token Token Mint. The Token Generator app um, should be going live for you guys on testnet, I don't know, in a day or two, um, unless I missed a, another update that mentions it earlier. Um, so that's really cool. It's our first uh, D app where you'll be able to you know, log in with your wallet and mint tokens easily. Uh, and now we're getting ready for Token Mint on mainnet. Again, deployment is key and getting good at deploying is, is what we need to do. And, and we're doing that. Uh, and I want to say, I want to conclude here, guys, since we're over, and I tend to do this, but, um, you know, don't kill me, anyone on the ops team or, or any, anyone else for me saying this, but one of the conversations we had in Milan was we're, we're doing a team meeting in September, and then we thought, why don't we make this ZenCon Zero? Why don't we make this the first open conference for our community and ecosystem? Um, so more details to come on that one, but this would not be your typical conference. This would be more like open working sessions for the community to contribute, participate in, and for us to really just open it up, product demos, technology, you know, lectures, and just really fun, interesting stuff. And you know, why not just meet each other? Right? We've been working together as a community for five years now. We might as well have, have uh, our first important event. 
Yeah, it just makes sense, I think, especially as we're marching towards this EVM. And it would be super cool if we can get this thing, at least the, the milestone one, delivered pre-ZenCon Zero. It gives us a little bit of a kick in the butt to do it as well. That's what I've got, guys. And let's see if we have any interesting Q&A. Thank you, Rob. Uh, so for our first question today is, what lessons can Horizon learn from the recent situation with Luna? Yeah, I'll tell you as an economist, you, you typically don't want to pair, um, you know, reserves for some sort of asset in, in a different, um, you know, foreign exchange <laughs> currency. Not a good idea. Or, you know, just a mismatch on, on reserves to an underlying, it could be a problem. And this is absolutely key for how we think about stable coins going forward. Horizon is going to have a bunch of stable coins. That's just a fact, right? As we roll out the EVM, we'll have stable coins that are one for one backed. Uh, you know, like USDC, you'll have other stable coins that are algorithmically backed, you know, something like uh, the Terra here. There's another interesting one called Frax um, that we've been tracking quite closely. These are those that these are stable coins that have an underlying um, basket of digital asset reserves to back the, the stable peg. Now, whenever you have reserves that are just um, exchange rate different or volatile from the, the underlying asset that you're trying to, to back, you can have problems and there are different ways of dealing with the problems and some are better than others. So we're definitely taking note. And as we roll out like, like algo stable coins and horizon, like some will come from horizon labs, potentially others will just come from the community. And because we're an open system, we're not going to be able to stop that. I don't think we want to stop it, but you know, kind of a, a caveat mTOR situation certainly applies here where, you know, there's more credibility for certain types of stable coins issued by certain types of organizations or on, certain types of smart contracts that people should at least be aware. And I can tell you one thing, the foundation will will uh, make it a priority to educate people, make sure that we can at least provide information to our community so you kind of know what's out there, at least to the best extent that we can. Oh, yeah, maybe ZK Audit can actually uh, help out there. <laughs> great, great suggestion. Thank you, Rob. And what can I do with my test Zenny? Well, I think Lucy's the uh, the T-Zenny master there. So she's got an uh, interesting program out there for people to benefit, everything from getting swag to early access to some things. Uh, and maybe we could even do something with uh, ZenCon Zero. I don't know, just throwing it out there. That's right, Rob. I mean, although I, as much as I like to take all the credits for T-Zenny, but no, I'm not the uh, uh, only master, uh, the Horizon uh, marketing team, Erica and Andrew, um, you know, they're the true master behind uh, uh, Ted Zenny and also, uh, um, you know, all the perks that will come uh, with it. Uh, like you just said, uh, you know, uh, we um, we will have uh, uh, perks for Ted Zenny. So, uh, you know, as much Ted Zenny that you have now, uh, more cool stuff that you can have later on. Uh, and very soon, we'll, um, I think later today, uh, Erica will post a list of uh, Ted Zenny perks. Uh, you can immediately get cool things like Horizon Swag. And if you want to hold on to it a little bit longer, you can get exclusive access to future airdrops as well. And I love the idea for a uh, future utility for like, you know, a Zen, Zen Corn uh, a conference uh, events. Um, that's awesome. We're definitely looking into it. And I can confirm that I will be sharing that list later on our blog. And third and final question is, when can we expect a Horizon product that will differentiate itself from the rest? That's a great question. Um, 
I mean, TBD, you could say that maybe token generator making token tokenization much easier might be our first foray in that direction, even though it's extremely simplistic, um, at least in function. I mean, not, not saying the back end is. But um, I don't know. This is something that we really need to think about because we've been in this uh, kind of catching up on the basics mode of tokenization, NFTs, and now an EVM. Um, but Horizon Labs is really thinking carefully and building out a, a solid product organization that is thinking about this. Like, what's that taxonomy of Web3 products that might be interesting that leverage our strengths that we can deploy in Horizon and just be completely unique to anyone else? Um, more TBD on that. So I don't have any uh, product announcements for you that aren't uh, part of the baseline that we're already working on, but we're certainly thinking about it as an org. So that's a great question. Amazing. Well, that is it, everybody, for today's Weekly Insider. We appreciate you all joining. If you did not have a chance to fill out the Google form for your test Zenny airdrop, we will post the link one more time in chat before closing it. And we will see you again next Monday for the latest Horizon updates. Have a, have a wonderful week, everybody.